Welcome to the next podcast from millinery.info. This podcast is with Bronwyn Simpson. Bronwyn is based out of Marketplace Studios in Stockport. Bronwyn has recently been awarded the best up-and-coming milliner at the Hat Walk competition run by Hat Walk Island. inviting us into your Stockport studio. Congratulations on your hat walk win. You were um, picked as the emerging milliner. Best up and coming milliner. Fantastic. And so could you tell us about that piece and how it came to be? Well, the brief was that the hat had to be in some way reflective of uh, Brain Tumor Research Wear Hat Day branding, which is pink and yellow. It's quite a challenging colour palette. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, so I decided to really um, go for very extreme um, shades of pink and yellow, went for very acidic uh, colours um, and used a, a kind of a purpley fuchsia colour velour um, which was blocked over a vintage brim and then trimmed with vintage lace uh, that I dyed in a very, very, very bright uh, over-the-top uh, acidic yellow. So I wanted a very high contrast uh, look. Yeah. And the shape was, I've been looking at the history of icon painting and the tradition of icon painting and where I'm from, that's something that people do. But also, you know, it's it's a tradition in Eastern Europe as well. I I really love the, the kind of the halo shapes that appear behind saints and the Virgin Mary and um, these depictions of women. Yeah. Uh, so I really wanted this idea of, of, of protection and like looking after and, and light as well. I wanted to incorporate that in, which was where the shape for the halo came from. Um, and the other uh, thing then to try and marry the lace and the velour, I used uh, you know an offcut, uh, the kind of wiggly offcut that you get when, <laughs> when you've blocked your shape. Um, to uh, stitch in and um, to create a kind of a, a brain, wiggly brain-like formation <laughs> that would um, weave in amongst the, the lace. How did you first become interested in millinery itself? Well, I was working at the Hat Museum and I was a collections access officer, which is a curator, and I was involved in putting together temporary exhibitions and um, dealing with donations that people were making to the collection. And I got the opportunity to work on a project called Making Headway. This was a professional development program for milliners and we ran a competition and milliners from all over the UK entered and uh, we selected 13 who came for um, development weekends here in Stockport. And uh, we uh, showed them around, we got pieces out from the collection, they were able to take a closer look at those, we did study days, we organised masterclasses with people like Bridget Bailey, Uh, Sylvia Fletcher came and gave a really inspiring talk uh, to the milliners, we did business development skills as well. It was through working with these milliners and wanting to really understand what they did better. I wanted to really understand the collection that I was working with as well. So uh, I could talk with authority about the objects in my care and I would know how to exhibit them and describe them and um, I was trying to find ways of um, 
I thought that really the best way to, to know um, how a hat is made is to know how a hat is made. <laughs> know how to make yourself. Exactly. <laughs> did you undertake then formal training or how did you then learn from that point? From then I, well, we started a series of millinery courses uh, at Hatworks at the museum and two tutors from who were teaching at that time at Leeds College of Art, Marie Thornton and Sue Carter, came and we worked together on the first round of courses. We had no idea whether there would be a demand. We didn't know whether anyone would want to come to the Hat Museum and learn how to make hats. It sounds crazy now <laughs> when, when I say that out loud. But we trialled a couple of taster sessions and were overwhelmed by the response. We had waiting lists. Wow. Uh, you know, we could have filled the classes uh, two times over. So from there we uh, put together a millinery programme and then I started going on the, the, the courses and really uh, on weekend courses with, with Marie and Sue uh, and I just really got addicted to it like everybody does. You know, it's the same story. You try it once and then you're hooked. Absolutely. And so the space you're in now is part of the Manchester University support for graduates. How did you become involved with that and this space? It's MMU, so it's Manchester Metropolitan University, and it's part of the art school and business support. And I came for a look, they were doing an open day here, and I came for a look round, really liked the space, I really liked the fact it was in Stockport, I thought it was a brilliant idea. I applied and, and got a space. So how long have you been in the space here? I think it's about two and a half years. I, I've moved around a little bit as well, so I was in a different space within the building. Um, but I, I love being here and I love the support that uh, being part of a, a community of makers provides. I love the fact that I'm mixed in with um, people who are doing textile jewellery, metalwork, performance art painting, you name it, uh, we have people who are doing it here. So it provides for a really uh, creative community. And who are you making hats for when you come into your space? Are they wearing for base days or casual wear or what style are you creating for? I think I'm, I'm still trying to find my style as a milliner. I'm very interested in uh, making hats for everyday wear, uh, just to try and get more people wearing hats. And I, I do make hats. I, at the moment, I'm making a hat for or a headpiece for um, a little girl's first Holy Communion. And I find that the people who want me to make hats for them are either people who are terrified of wearing hats uh, or they can't find what they're looking for out there. But yeah, I've made hats for Mother of the Groom, the Bride before, and I, I, I'm very inspired by vintage styles. So how does someone come across? Are they, do you have a retail space that you're selling through or will they come to you and you custom make it or what's that process for you with your customers? I've been doing, um, I've been doing a lot of shows, pretty local. I think staying local is quite good for millinery because people want, don't want to travel such a distance to, for a consultation or you know, for a fitting. So uh, South Manchester, I've been doing some selling shows and that's generally how people, I will sell from the stand and that's an interesting thing because people will buy, uh, you know, off off the peg hats, as it were. Yes. But then it does generate orders for me as well. Wonderful. And I've also been doing some corporate gifts too, yes. um, because my label does say Stockport in there. So if people want something from Stockport or Greater Manchester, then um, I recently provided a, a 
a batch of my scarves um, for as corporate gifts for the director uh, at uh, MMU. Wonderful. Uh, who was going to China. So that was great. I've got um, work all over the place now. Fantastic. So when you're looking to create a piece, so you're creating something for your stock, do you like to sketch it down or how do you start that process of creating a hat? Um, I It depends really on what the purpose is. So if I am experimenting with materials, I quite often won't have anything sketched down at all. I am just testing out what that material will do. The hat I did for Hatwalk Ireland, I actually planned that and did do sketches from beginning to end and thought very carefully about um, the order in which things had to happen. Yeah. So it, it really does, it really does depend. Tell us a little bit more about the scarves. Are they prints you've designed or what? No, I, I use, well, I, I just really want people to be warm yeah. in the cold. <laughs> Appropriate. Yeah, I think this comes from my mum and my granny who were obsessed with making sure you were warm when you went outdoors. So I use wool for my scarves. I also use vintage fabrics as well. Um, so it's like a, a feeling of luxury. So where do you source most of your materials from? I like I, I do like vintage fabrics a lot. And if I don't use if I don't actually use the vintage fabrics in my in my work, I use them as inspiration quite a lot of the time. And I think that the colour palettes that were used, you know, in, vin uh, in vintage fabrics are just wonderful. <laughs> so I go to vintage fairs. And we've got a, a vintage fair here that's quite quite good, and a vintage emporium, um, not far. Other fabrics, I use a, a variety of suppliers really. This silk here, my friend Jane designs this silk, mm -hmm. so she provides me with great um, great pieces of silk to use. Then Fabworks in Dewsbury is a great, um, they do really good quality uh, wools, linens, um, and they're really affordable as well. So do you create everything in the space? I try and do all my making in here. Um, I do do some blocking over at Hatworks in their open blocking mm -hmm. sessions in their blocking room. If there's a particular shape that I know is there that I don't have, but uh, I try and keep everything here just to, for my partner's sanity, so yes. I'm not like taking over the whole house. <laughs> so what's your favourite millinery tool? I was trying to think about this, this is a really difficult thing. I think I have a little iron, a tiny little iron. Here it is. <laughs> this is my favourite tool. Oh my god. So, <clears throat> I, this, and I got this in a, in a, like a vintage shop, and I use, I heat it up on my hot plate. And I use this for so many things, yeah. and it just, um, you can get into all sorts of nooks and crannies with it, and when you're blocking, it's so, like, nice to hold. Very ergonomic. <laughs> <laughs> and oh. I even love the colour of it as well. A little green handle. Yeah. <laughs> so what's the best, um, hand when you're making a hat, what's the best handy hint someone shared with you that's changed the way you either make a hat or look at making a hat? Um, I'm not sure on the technical, because I, I, I was trying to think of, of, about this question and I, I was struggling to find, I, I think milliners have given me so many good tips over the years, but more about the actual process. If, for example, you're struggling with getting back into the studio, if you've had a, a, a break away and the thought of getting back stuck into your work is um, a little bit daunting, and so my tutor said to me, just pick something easy that you know you're going to enjoy and it'll get you back in the space. 
So even if it's just, I remember one day I was feeling just like that and that's what she said and I came back in and I just decided to go through all my feathers and strip feathers for a full day and sort, <laughs> and sort them and arrange them, you know, left and right and in by size and it was the most satisfying thing ever <laughs> <laughs> and it just helped me be in the space, be doing something but that wasn't going to be too demanding or, um, you know, re her results mm, yeah. and end up me feeling disappointed and not creatively exhausted yeah. yeah so I thought that that was a good a really good tip Sylvia Fletcher also said um when I worked with her on making headway um and she came up to give a, a talk she said that you just really should do something once you find if you're lucky to find something that you love doing you really owe it to yourself to do it um so I really took that on board and I think that that's a good a good piece of advice to, to stand by. So what's your next project? I have been working on, um, I've been working with um, a microbiologist who grows fabric. Oh, wow. And she's called Jane Wood at MMU. And I am working on a paper with her at the moment um, that we're going to present at a textiles conference in Huddersfield mm-hmm. in July. So I've got that coming up. We are going to be working on uh, great things at Hatworks as well, and um, I've got a couple of hat orders that I need to get done now that London Hat Week is out <laughs> of the way, and wear a hat day, of course. Yes. <laughs> so what's your background before millinery? What were you? I did a degree in contemporary craft, specialising in textiles and uh, wood and concrete. And it was a degree, it's very like um, the degree that they do now called 3D design. So you really got to grips with the material um, and learned all about the different processes that you can do in that material. Um, I, so I did that and then I really got into museums and museum studies. I got my first job in an art gallery and worked and worked and worked and ended up doing uh, an MA in museum studies. And then um, that's where the kind of the curatorial work um, came came from. Since then, I've been um, getting into the the millinery in a big way. Yeah. Um, in the last couple of years. And how do you balance between your work at Hatworks versus your studio time? Do you have a balance between that, or just when you have the opportunity? It has been very difficult, and but I think one thing feels the other. So um, being I mean working in the hat. A hat museum is a constant source of inspiration. I'm always meeting really inspiring people. So that really does provide me with the fuel to then come into the studio either very early in the morning or you know after work, be very focused for those two hours you know that I have. It certainly makes you plan your time very well when you've not got much. Yeah. I think sometimes I don't I don't get as much time here as I would like um, in the studio. But yeah. the creative bug now, I think. <laughs> I, yeah, I think that that's always the case. I would yeah. still be saying that if I had 20 hours a week here. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming and letting us talk to you in your studio Thank today. You. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for joining us for this podcast of millinery.info. Did you know you can now support Info through Patreon? Check out the link in our website to find out more. And we thank you for your support of the podcast so far. We're looking forward to bringing you another fantastic podcast soon. So keep your ears peeled and we hope you're having a wonderful day stitching.